Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. This is part two of the iconic level, the no Russian uh, level in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the first part, do check it out. I'll go over the history, talk about some of the controversy, and kind of how everything like played out when you look at it um, You know, 10 years later from it. But joining me, I had to go to the Call of Duty expert, the one, the only. He is half of Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Everybody, please welcome Deuce is on the loose. Mr. Kyle Deuce. (laughs) What is up, my man? It has been way too long. I feel honored and privileged to be called a Call of Duty expert by... My kill death ratio would not support your uh, theory, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it. Oh, dang, dude! I, I will say this before we jump into the show: Blackout is so fun. Oh uh, well, I don't, man. I okay. I gotta try it again because me and Johnny tried Blackout when uh-huh. it first came out. Yes, and we're like, "Fuck this shit!" But I've heard they've revamped it and they've done some mm. new stuff, so I need to go back to it because I was real hot and heavy on Call of Duty the new one for like a couple weeks but here's a problem for old country boy you put out red dead redemption 2 and i'm like fuck the world i'm playing this like like that all i did for like two months so did you like I, that I need game. To get back into it did you like red dead 2 oh i love red dead 2 red <sighs> dead 2 is my get the not even game of the year, maybe game of the century. So it was awesome. I, I, it's okay. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question because this is going to solve before we even argue about it. Do you like Westerns? Yes. You do? Okay. Because, yes. like, some people were like, I don't like it. I'm like, why? And they're like, it's a Western. I'm like, well, then why the fuck did you buy it? Like, you know, it doesn't make any sense, you know, if you don't like Westerns. But if you like Westerns, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. What, what was your problem with that? I, I guess would be the quick question. My problem was that um, it, it's so cut and paste and paint by the numbers with because it's Rockstar. Is that you guys haven't changed your formula n- with nothing. Yeah. If you keep the writing is terrible in this game the writing is complex i should say not terrible it's complex because it's just like you keep having this you keep having um your main character uh i cannot think of his name at the moment everybody so i apologize um you keep having them say i don't think this is a good idea this is stupid we shouldn't do this okay i'm gonna hop on my horse and we're gonna do the mission and it's over and over and it's over again like there's no redemption to have. No. There, there is none. And it's just like, what is the point of this game? Like, I understand what happens and what it's supposed to lead to to have Red Dead Redemption, the first game, happen. I can, I can yeah. understand that. But it's just like, this doesn't, this doesn't resonate well with me. No, and I, I, your point is very valid because I will say this. A lot of the missions were very paint-by-numbers and, like, copy-paste because it's like, go fetch this, go fetch that, yeah. go do this. So, like, your point is valid. I just – I love the game so much. Uh, I guess I'm apologetic for it, and mm-hmm. I apologize for it because I, I agree that point's valid. Plus, 
you got to tell me the main character was hanging out with Sadie Adler and didn't once try and hit that, fuck that. That's a fantasy <laughs> world you live in, player. Like, she was hot and she was dropping fools. Right. So. And, but I will give it that it has great gameplay. Like, yeah. this is Max Payne gameplay. So that yeah. is soft. Like, that's way better than what Grand Theft Auto Five has done. Like, this is yeah. a step up. This is a glow up, I should say. Yeah. But it was just like, this Western black exploitation music does not fit. I don't like you guys hiding the cutscenes by these long walks and riding a horse and just you have six minutes of dialogue and then stop. Yeah. No, and I'm right there with you. You made a good point because, like, they would make a cutscene, you ride them from point A to point B. Yeah. Like, give me, a, like, a couple-minute cutscene that looks good and then drop me a point B because you're right. That kind of got me near the end of that because I'm kind of in the same boat now. I'm playing Days Gone. There's a lot of just driving all over the map, which is the same thing you did in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I feel like I'm spending half my night when I'm playing the game driving from point A to point B when this shouldn't be so tedious. Yes. It, and, I mean, that is the fault of sandbox games because you have these big open worlds and that's what happens, which that's why I love Modern Warfare so much. It's kind of a hallway setup. You're getting from point A to point B and that's it. Like, there's yes. not you're not roaming all over the place. You just you get from the beginning to the end and you shoot all the shit. It's pretty basic. So, yes. and it's usually got a good story. I mean, some of them have been better than others. Can, but, can I yeah. tell you? I think the best story that I have ex- experienced in the Call of Duty series is Advanced Warfare. I really love that story. Like Advanced Warfare, yeah. I think might be the best Call of Duty game that I played. Um, Oof. And I think it's because I I completed the mad campaign and I kind of like everything that they had in it that they had to offer. And I think it was yeah. just like super fun to play. I'm like, you get past some of the first hurdles uh, yeah. and stuff, and you continue to play, and you're like, oh, this is so good. Like if you keep dedicated to it, you really do enjoy it. Now, Advanced Warfare was the one with uh, the guy from House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. Uh, yes. Kevin Spacey. That was the Kevin Spacey game, right? Yes. Okay. No, that one's story was really, really good. The multiplayer was solid. Um, it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but campaign wise, it's 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 definitely it well the game as a whole is in my top three for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I everybody I mostly played it if when I play yeah. a Call of Duty game. It's yeah. the uh it's for the campaign. And the reason right. why I mentioned Blackout being so good for some reason, that engine works with that genre. And uh, it was yeah. just like, I, I played the, the trial demo, and I was just like, I'm hooked. Let's go another round. And it didn't really, yeah. I didn't really care if I died or anything, but it was just like, I love how fast-paced it was. I like how the shooting felt. It, it mm. was just good to work as a team. I'm just like, yeah. this makes sense. And I can understand why they would charge for a complete package this game being yeah. uh in it and everybody playing more of blackout than a multiplayer because it was just fun it like it yeah. worked no and i think this year is definitely one of the best outings they've had in a couple years because but even though i had some problems with it people love blackout people love this whole battle royale thing yes. like i mean look at apex look at fortnite like that's what's blowing up people dig it so i'm not gonna sit here and knock on it just because it's not my bag but the uh, 
the multiplayer game itself, I dig. Um, and like you said, I like it's fast paced, but I like that it's fast paced and it's not on the walls. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Like, I love that. Like, I don't mind the game being fast paced, but I don't want a bunch of jumping off the walls and double jumping shit. That's for Halo. Like, if I want to play that, I'll put Halo in. Like, I don't need this for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I totally dig that. And this year's outing was really good. To be honest, I haven't even – I don't even know if there is a single player. I never even messed with it. No, there is, there's no single player campaign yeah. in Black Ops 4. So, yeah. yeah. So, But, I mean, I enjoyed it. Me and Johnny played it for a hot minute. We just both – because he got Red Dead Redemption the same time I did, and mm-hmm. then we fell in that black hole for, like, three months. Like, I think it was – it wasn't until, like, the new year when I finished it. I think it was, like, January or February. And that was, like – putting in good time every day because that game was so long man yeah like super long <sighs> come on guys let's 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 learn how to edit stuff <laughs> let's learn oh, yeah. how to cut stuff down because trust me uncharted 4 is too long <laughs> uncharted yeah it's a bit long yeah and that's the thing is like you know some of these games now like you bring up uncharted the lost legacy that came out now it came out at a cheaper price point mm-hmm. but you could conceivably beat that game probably in about eight hours i'd yeah. say give or take which i like like i uh well let me preface this i like it for certain games like your sandbox games like your red dead redemption yes. they could add another hour to that 100 hours to that and i would have been happy like i love that game but there's other games like days gone that i'm playing i'm like you remember the Dave Chappelle sketch, Wrap It Up? Yeah. It's one of those. I want to pull out the Wrap It Up button and hit it and be like, bitch, wrap it up. Because I'm just like, I'm done. It, it feels like they they made the game longer to make up for all the delays that they had with that game. Yeah, I, I feel like that's some of it, too. Now, don't get me wrong. Everything I'm doing story-wise makes sense. So it's not like they're like, well, let's add an extra chapter because we delayed this so many times and we yes. need to. But... It's still like, and a lot of it's just the driving from point A to point B. I'm like, if we could have cut some of this shit out and like get done with the mission, jump me to where I need to be for the next one, and then start the cut scene, that would help out some. Because this last bit, I think I've got two two to four hours left, but I'm like, I want to wrap this up and get to Rage 2. I got other shit to do, so. Yes. And and I have a lot of games to play. <laughs> yeah, you said you got a massive backlog, so. I'm looking at my Xbox collection. I'm just like, I only got about what 15 games that I beat in, and then look oh, at my wow. Xbox. Then looked at my Xbox, be like, I got 158 games on my system. This oh, is a shit. problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I actually speaking of that the other day, and I'll ask your advice on it. I deleted everything off of my Xbox One except for my apps for like WWE Network TV yeah. stuff, and like whatever game I was playing right then, because I figured if I got rid of everything from the memory, it might run faster. Um, yes and no. I guess. Yes. Uh, I'm like, if you're not, if there's stuff that's on your system that you're not playing or you already finished, yeah, you really just make a space for your system. So that's, that's, that's completely fine. I can understand that. Yeah. If you're not playing it or anything, take it off. Yeah, I just took off, like, everything except for, I think there's, like, three or four games on there that I'm, like, actually playing right now. So, Mm -hmm. everything else I had on there, I just, like, delete it. There's more space on the hard drive, and I, somebody was telling me, and that's why I asked you, that 
if you would delete space in your hard drive, it might run a little bit faster and it might not glitch as much or lag as much. I didn't know if there was any truth to that, but no. figured I'd ask the man since he would know. No, it's just that you have to have more space um, yeah. for your system because, like, I still have them still on my system. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I finished it, but and I don't know yeah. if I should take it off, but I, when I get to that, when I get to I yeah. feel like I need to take it off because everything is going out to my ex- external, and I'm like, yeah, I need to take some stuff off that I'm not playing. Yeah, and, and just, see, that's the thing. Like, I've got the original Xbox One, but I've got a uh, – terabyte i don't remember but like yeah one terabyte like external drive that i've got everything on so literally i try to keep hardly anything on the internal one for the exception of like your hulu and your netflix you kind of have to have them on the internal but besides that everything else on that external External. drive yeah yeah yeah. so uh, if you got rid of, of all of that you're fine you're good yeah you're good so everybody um yeah that was the podcast check us out i'm just kidding uh but it's good, always good talking games and everything. Uh, but if you guys don't know, uh, the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce is uh, a podcast that they not only talk about video games, but they kind of talk about, you know, real life things, wrestling, um, different entertainment. Uh, they go to cons, uh, events, and like really have great conversations with a lot of people. So they are such a good thing. If you guys want to know more about it, uh, Deuce will plug that at the end. But you can check yeah, out sure. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. I I have it on SoundCloud. I'm always subscribed. So you know when they the episode drop, I'll be like, okay, gotta check it out. Gotta check it out. Unless it's a, unless it's something that I can't listen to because I haven't finished it or I haven't watched it. Right, just like, right. I yeah. can't get into what I want yeah. to. But like when they when they talk about wrestling and. I haven't watched wrestling in a, in a while. I love y'all commentary and y'all reactions. Like you guys do such a great job. Yeah, so. man, it's been good. It's a good time for us on right now, but yeah, thank you so much. And real quick, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast is where you can find us on SoundCloud. And of course you got at HH podcast show on the Twitter machine. And that's how you can find us. Yes, yes. So we're going to get into this discussion. Um, and the reason why I uh, I brought uh, Deuce on to talk about the no Russian uh, level. Um, if you, like I said, if you guys listen to the first part, like it caused a big controversy. And I kind of wanted to ask you, how did you feel about it when they first talked about, it? like when they first announced it? Well, to be honest, like, I didn't really find out about it until I started playing the game. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, um, because it gave you, at the beginning of the game, it was, like, hardcore mode or normal. And I'm like, well, I want to do hardcore, bro. I'm hardcore. Because you didn't know what was coming. Then you get to the level, and you're like, what kind of fuckery is this? Like... I in a video game up to that point for me personally, I'd never seen anything so graphic and so just over the top. Because you you murdering fools. Because I'm guessing in the first episode you told him what the mission was about, right? Yes. So once you get out that first elevator and they're like, Okay guys, it's time to rock and load lock and load or whatever, you're you're shooting kids, you're shooting women, you're shooting men, you're shooting everybody. You shoot the cops. And, like, my brother's a sheriff's officer, so I kind of get a little 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never played Grand Theft Auto or I've never played a game where you have to shoot a cop. I'm not going to be that asshole. But I do get a little twingy about it, if that makes sense. Like, it's not something I do and not have a conscious thought about, like, this isn't fucking okay. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so because, you know, my family member's a cop. The, a person that I, I love and care about and respect, my brother. So it's one of those things that, like, when you put shit out there, you can't expect to put shit out there and it not make some sort of ripple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or affect people. And I remember listening to people saying, like, especially former soldiers, things like that. They're like, you know, this kicked up some PTSD for me. Like, this really fucked me up. You know, and I, I mean, you got to give some credit to Activision and the creators of Modern Warfare for them to even put this level in there. I mean, agree with it, disagree with it. I'm okay with either side, mm-hmm. and I respect everybody's opinion. But you got to give them a little credit for having the balls to be like, no, fuck it, we're doing this. Because those games are run by such a committee, there was probably 20 different people that could cut that thing off and said, nope, uh, don't care. you got to figure out another way to tell the story, and you can't have that. And the fact that it went through so many people and nobody said no, number one, surprises me, but I also got to give them some respect and some credit for it. Well, it, it's, it's weird that you know, because it was a shooting in an airport, and you 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 had the option to partake of it. Um, it was it, it's kind of weird to be like, well, it's the same thing where at the at a time where people didn't feel bad shooting the Russians in the game, shooting Arabs or any other terrorists at uh, right. in different countries. Um, but having something where a, a actual terrorist attack had happened, um, people f- probably feel uncomfortable with it and part and partaking it. And I was just like, well, this is kind of weird. Like this stuff has been happening in real life, and I mean, not the air, not so much as to that degree as in the airport level. But yeah. I'm like, this is this stuff that has happened in real life. And yeah. unless you are playing the game and not uh, and not just on the outside looking in, you will kind of understand that there's different points in this game that's jumping around. So this has a purpose for the story and what's going to be happening later on in the game and stuff. Um, it, it was just kind of weird to see that, you know, people on the outside who looking at it, oh, kids are going to be turned, going to turn into terrorists and people are going to, I'm like, no, there's other things that make people do some other stuff. Dumb shit, yeah. And so I'm like, it's you just can't look at a video game and be like, oh, um, this is gonna like I w- I want to do the same thing that they're, that they're doing. Well, no, yeah. you, you really can't do that because for some people who are on their P's and Q's, they will uh they see see you with a gun sometimes they might just act like all right just shoot you and kill you yeah you know there's other procedures and stuff but it was just kind of weird to see how people were reacting to it and i played it so and when i got done playing it i was just like this is just a level because i'm just like you you do a terrorist act in the first half and then you just fight the police and yeah. that's and you get killed at the end, and that's it. Like it, 
it it didn't. I think it was just trying to go for shock value, but actually really have something that the that was going to be connected to the story. But the thing is that level because people overlook this had a really big impact on the story yes. because you're you're not a terrorist you're an undercover cia agent that's what everybody always forgets when they talk about this level you're undercover cia so you're having to do this to prove to the terrorists that you really are a terrorist so you got to do some fucked up shit when you get to the end of the level they already know you're a rat and they kill you and the reason they kill you is because of the fact they want to be like Oh, look, the CIA in America attacked Russian citizens on Russian soil. We need to start a war, which kind of keeps the whole game rolling. Yes. So if that if that one scene did not happen, you wouldn't have the rest of the movie. It'd be like if we had Avengers and Thanos never got the Infinity Stones. It's like, man, it's going to be a short-ass movie. It's going to be Scarlet Witch eating a fucking peanut butter sandwich because, like, <laughs> there ain't nothing else to do. So... You know, it was an important part of the story, um, but I think people people get it twisted because, like you said, they didn't play the game. Like, you sent me a clip from them chuckleheads at Fox News, and they're like, you're playing a terrorist, and the guy's like, whoa, 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 you're not playing a terrorist. You're playing a CIA agent that's undercover working with terrorists. There's a, there's a big, big fucking difference, and that's how people just gloss over it because – this wasn't the first video game controversy. I remember when we were kids, when Mortal Kombat came out, yes. and parents were losing their shit because they thought we were going to uppercut our friends' heads off. And I'm like, it's a video game. You can't do this shit. Like, I can't uppercut Johnny's head off. Like, you know, like, calm the fuck down. Like, but, you know, so to me, sometimes the stuff gets, I put it in the white noise category. You know what I mean? Like, it's just background noise because I'm like, I've heard this shit before. It's the same old shit. And and this and it's weird if if people were going to do stuff by looking at video games. There wasn't a rise in martial arts because of Mortal Kombat. Nope. Uh, there wasn't, you know, a rise in gun sales by kids because of Colorbine and Colorbine yeah. RPG. Uh, which I, I would say you guys, uh, I have a, uh, optional opinion episode on that. So you guys should check that out. I deep dive into that one. Um, it, there hasn't been too much of a crime or crime hasn't really changed because of Grand Theft Auto. Like there's something about justifying, uh, a video game that's going to allow real world stuff to happen there's and there's always a disconnection because it's it's always and i kind of mentioned this that when things happen in the world that a kid does and video games get blamed for it when an adult does it no video game gets mentioned no nobody gets blamed they're like oh they're a bad egg or they had you know some problems or and this and i'm not going to get on my soapbox on your Mm. show but Back in my day, we had a thing called just plain fucking crazy. Some people are just plain fucking crazy, you know? Still and to this day. <laughs> till to this day, we still got crazy. Now, you might want to, like, pigeonhole it to, like, what version of crazy mm. they are now. But, like, some people are just nutty. And they're just going to do dumb shit. And there's bad eggs. And that just is what it is. But, like you said, you know, they're always quick to, to blame video games. But 
you know, when one of these shootings happen that we God, it seems like every day there's another mass shooting that we hear about. And it's sad that it's gotten to the point where it doesn't even ping on our radar anymore. Like it's not even like you don't even digest it properly anymore. I don't think because right. we've had so many big ones now that we're just kind of numb to it. But you don't see fools going, man, you know what? We need to outlaw these John Wick movies. These John, John Wick's killing every motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? And right. I'm just like, you know, it, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Like, if you're going to blame video games, we'll blame that. Blame violent movies. Blame violent TV. Blame the whole, but, you know, shoot match. And, and, I, and I was like, well, blame um, people who go to... Uh, um, you know, who go to practice and stuff. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. Like, go blame them. Because I'm like, they're getting more training of the usage of a gun when they go to a shooting range. That's what I, Correct. I, I mean to say. You really can't get the same benefit of shooting by pressing a button on a computer or on a controller or a console. And so... um Pretty much, and even uh, you know, with the no Russian level, like I mentioned in the last episode, you guys were able to skip it, or you were able to still play through it and not shoot yeah. anything. You you don't yeah. have to shoot nothing until you actually get to that point. It doesn't change yeah. the outcome or anything. But no, they still do it. You just mm-hmm. don't have to participate. So they gave you multiple options. You can either just skip the level as a whole. You start out at the elevator, it goes black, and then it, you get to the very end where they get to the paramedic uh, ambulance, and then he shoots you. And, like, you could do that option. You could play through it without shooting anybody, so you could see everything that happened, just not participate. You had that option. Yeah. Um. You know, so I feel like you had multiple options for if you didn't want to do it. So, like, I don't feel like you got like boxed into a corner where the game's like, okay, you cannot go any further unless you do this, uh, which I think is very respectable of them. Mm-hmm. And they even had an option when you turn the game on and start the campaign. It says, hey, this game has got some graphic stuff. Do you want hardcore mode on or do you want like a little lesser mode on so you don't, you can skip this stuff? So, you know, it's kind of like walking into an R-rated movie. You know what you're getting into. So you can't bitch when it happens. You know what I mean? You're right. And the thing about the no Russian level is that, yeah, you can shoot all these civilians, but there's no blood laying around. There's not a pool of blood or anything. No, they just fall down. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like they, they, it's, I want to say (laughs) ragdoll. Yeah, ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a better way to say it. And you're right. Um, But, you know, it just kind of is what it is, you know? Like you're playing Mm -hmm. the game, it's a part of their story. I think you have to respect the creator and the storyteller you've got to give some respect to activision to let this even happen because like i said those games are by such a committee there's a lot of people i'm sure that saw this that Mm. could have been like nah and they said no you know let them tell their story so i gotta give them respect for that if you like it or if you don't like it that's on you but you know and and the thing about it is that even though the controversy kicked up about this level um, it's iconic because Infinity War just like you said they did it. They were allowed to yeah. bring out this um, this idea that something like this could happen in the real world. Um, yeah. And I think one of them did happen like uh, a week before the game came out. There was like some a shooting at an airport in uh, in I think 
in the UK, but it wasn't nothing that was so drastic to the level of Modern Warfare yeah. 2. Um, and the thing about it is a lot of people were just like, okay, even though this may be a big thing, just like all controversies when it comes to video games, it fades away. Everybody yeah. stopped talking about it. Folks don't even think about it anymore. People were really yeah. buying Modern Warfare 2 for its multiplayer. Oh my god, best like, multiplayer ever in a Call of Duty game. Hands down, no argument. Like, don't even come at me with the bro, because, like, that was my favorite. And I'm really hoping, because this year is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it's going to come with a remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Like they did, I think it was two years ago, where you got... The one where they were in space that made no fucking sense uh, with Jon Snow. Uh, yeah. Infinity uh, War. Yeah. Like, that one came with it, with uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 remastered. So I'm hoping we get a remaster too, because trust me, if that happens, see a player, you ain't going to see me for months, because <laughs> I'm just going to be playing that, because that was my hands-down favorite Call of Duty multiplayer. And, and the thing about that is, this is how powerful the multiplayer was. When it became backwards compatible, the game shot back up in sales for Xbox yeah. One. And it was just like, that's crazy that a game of uh, of this level that's this old kid was able to kick back, just like Red, kind yeah. of like, almost like Red Dead Redemption, the first one, yeah. when it came backwards compatible on Xbox, sales shot up. It and what you thought was like two ninety nine went back to nineteen ninety nine and up, and it was yeah, just like yeah. that's because it was insane. like they were giving them away with like a free bowl of soup at GameStop, yeah, and then like the, it was like three dollars, and then it was back up to like twenty, and I'm like, what's up with this shit? And they're like, oh, well, people are coming back and buying it. I still have not bought a copy just because now Johnny's tried to explain it to me, and you might be able to explain it to me a little bit better when you put in an Xbox three sixty game. It does up-res it a little bit. It yes. does make the game look a little bit better, run a little bit smoother because it's running on a more powerful system. But yes. I'm of the opinion, I just unless it's a game I don't think is going to be remastered, I'd rather just wait on a remaster and be done with it. Well, it it what happened? Well, and I don't know if you you've popped in a 360 game in your Xbox One, right? Yeah, I played uh, I played the Star Wars Force Unleashed game okay. and. And we were just talking about buying new games. A couple weeks ago, they had, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It looks like an Xbox One case, but it says Xbox One, Xbox 360. Yes. But it's the Red Dead Redemption with, like, Game of the Year, all the extra DLC and yeah. content. And it was, like, it was like $10, but with my discount, I think I got it for, like, 750 or something crazy. Oh, so nice. I'm, like... I'm like, I'm picking that up. Like, I know I'll go back and play that at some point, and that's just too stupid a cheap price to pass, especially brand new in the shrink wrap to pass okay. it up. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, done. I'm like, I'm going to grab this and put it in my basket with all my other stuff I'm picking up. But, you know, I, I haven't played many of them. I played a handful. Like, Star Wars definitely looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think I need to play a game that I remember really vividly on 360 and then play it on Xbox One and see what the difference is. Modern Warfare 2 would probably be a good example, but I watched it and used gameplays the other day, and that thing's still floating around like 15 bucks. Yeah. I, th- I think what would happen is they would tighten up the graphics, look, uh, I think like the contrast and the brightness, and like it would right. look a little bit better because there's something, yeah. there's something we used to call them Vaseline games. It looked like Vaseline okay. yeah, was yeah. Smeared, <laughs> smeared on yeah. them. 
I know um, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But I think if they up it, like I could see a Modern Warfare remaster happening. Like I would pay thirty dollars yeah. for that. Like because if they make it more detailed, um, if for some reason they bring uh, play any not play anywhere cross play to it, I would yeah. be I would be fine with that too. Like I think just cleaning it up and sharper and making it look sharper and giving more rich detail and the colors and stuff. I think we, yeah. it would it would be good for that game. Yeah, and you know, uh, we actually we had a conversation last night. We watched the AEW pay per view all uh, double all in double or nothing at the house, and we were having a video game discussion in the kitchen with Johnny and our other good friend Nate, uh, Fat Man Ninja on Twitter. Uh, because we were talking about our E3 th- uh, preview that we're going to be doing here in a few mm. weeks and, uh, you know, our review of E3. And I was talking about it getting remastered and he was like, man, you know, they don't want to remaster games so much anymore because it costs so much money. And like you really unless it's something huge like a Final Fantasy seven, like it's almost not cost effective. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. you're not making your money back, really. Um and I didn't even think about it like that because I would I thought, well, if it's a 360 game, like, say, Modern Warfare 2, yeah. I didn't think you would have to do that much to get it, you know, looking good for these next-gen systems. But he's like, no, man, they've got to go in and, like, fix code and almost rewrite the whole game. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you're doing all that, that's going to take, like, a whole new team. And that's why they farm it out to usually other studios when yeah. they do it. So, like, I get it from a financial standpoint. But there are some games like I, I like to see remastered. Like the Crash games just came back out. The Spyro games just came back out. Crash Team Racing just came back out. And they look marvelous and they're fun. Those are games that were just fun. And I like having a newer version that I can play that looks nice, you know? Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of like the the no Russian one. Why it was like kind of. But then it set a precedent for Call of Duty games, and we're going to kind of discuss that. Um, so Modern Warfare 3 comes out, and uh, there's an episode, uh, a cutscene that, you know, a mom and a dad and her, their daughter are in uh, Paris, and they're looking around. The daughter leaves the mom. She says, like, look, daddy. I'm, and she started playing with some seagulls, you no know, pigeons and stuff. And there's a truck that pulls in, and they don't pay attention to it. So they, you know, you're still playing as the dad, and you got this camera, and you're focusing on the wife and the kid. And the kid is still, you know, twirling around, dancing right where the pigeons are at. Man, that's that's nuts, but that is also some uh, next level white people shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Not watching your kids, not paying attention, some shit pops off. Yeah. So. So, yeah, yeah. there's a truck that that parks, and they don't pay attention and see two people get out and start running. And next thing you know, an explosion happens, killing the kid, and I'm assuming the wife and uh, also and the dad. The, who was videotaping then gets hurt um, and you know you see the camera fall and people thought that was going to cause controversy people thought they was going to stir something it really didn't do nothing like people were so I don't even remember it you had to bring it up to me and I play all the Call of Duty games mm-hmm. and I didn't remember it um, which also next pe- level white people shit there was a part of that story you missed 
and being a, an African-American male yourself, you will know the answer to this. If you see people running, you don't ask questions. You just start running. Yes. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you don't stick around. You don't look around, ask questions. You just start running, too, because you know some shit's about to pop off. So them sitting around like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this kind of set a precedent of where will people die or will something, will this a certain set piece happen in the Call of Duty game? With the set piece lead to controversy well unfortunately it didn't uh so call of duty ghost had dogs in it and people thought that if one of the dogs die or get killed um they were going to hate activision and treyarch i think treyarch developed call of duty ghost uh, or Stetch, it might have been Stetch Chamber. one of I them i think it was sledgehammer Stetch yeah Hammer. but that was the first time the dogs popped up though yes. dogs popped up in call of duty world at war yeah, but you couldn't kill the dogs. So people were just like, if you end up killing the dogs in the campaign, in the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I in didn't... the campaign. In multiplayer, you could kill the shit out of the dogs. Yeah. And so people didn't, and, and, and people didn't even say anything about that. They didn't say yeah. nothing about it. Like, I didn't even know you could kill them in multiplayer. When you, you mentioned yeah. that to me on uh, when we was talking. And I'm just like, that's interesting. No one brought that up. Um, yeah. When we when you look at events warfare, when you look at Infinity War, uh, warfare, um, there were always these certain set pieces that would happen in a Call of Duty game. You know, sacrifice is one of the things and everything. Um, with events warfare, you had the press F to pay respect. Uh, Pay your oh respect. yeah, to pay respects, and yeah. that was just very comedic. And people thought that was like, and you cannot progress the game until you press the button. And yeah. people thought that was really stupid. And it, it, the future games didn't hold a candle to the no Russian level. So it's kind of like the controversy about the Call of Duty games only really resonated with the no Russian level and everything else was just ridiculous set pieces that didn't that didn't get the response that probably Activision was hoping for. Because sometimes when you have a controversy in the game, that's guaranteed sales. You, yeah. you mentioned Mortal Kombat. That happened, you know, people were just like, I want to buy the game more. Especially when Mortal Kombat 2 came to Super Nintendo and it had the uh, and they had the rating system. People bought yeah. more and more of that and there was no violence, you know, kids were, like I said, kids were jump, uh, joining martial arts things. People wasn't uppercutting and stuff. And it was yeah. just like, they sold more in costumes and the, the movie sold, the music soundtrack so the comics sold. Like, people were into the franchise because they loved it. But none of the violence that was in the game actually, you know, came fruitful. Uh, in a sense. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I got, it's almost like that old story about the boy who cried wolf. Like, mm. the first time it was a controversy, people were freaked out about it. But after it happened the first time, they were just like, man, it's just Call of Duty. It's just whatever, you know? Yes. And, and like, even the, even the Mass Effect skit or uh, the sex box thing on Fox, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay. You don't have all the information. They don't tell yeah. you uh, all the work you got to do to even lead up to that point. And you don't even have to do that. 
and you know that woman she got her book bombarded on amazon with the reviews and stuff and uh it, it kind of it, it came and went and so now that we're looking back at it it was just like controversy in the video games um they do they still once again they do something for a gay but not enough so um for example hatred hatred was a game that uh you just went out and killed innocent people until you died or you you were able to actually beat the game if you could make it long but you know it has some problems uh with this controls and stuff people kind of find it repetitive or boring and even with the creator uh messaging about it of what it's supposed to be interpreted as that kind of even land flat. So, um, kind of want to ask you, uh, Deuce, um, what do you think about controversy now in games? Well, I'm going to use uh, one of my favorite uh, wrestling promoters, announcers, Eric Bischoff. He does the 83 Weeks podcast. I've been listening to a lot. Um, he wrote a book, actually, when it was when WWE, and it was called Controversy Creates Cash. And I agree with that 110%. Mm-hmm. If you do something in a game that's controversial, you're going to get free publicity. Yes. And I'm a firm believer is there's no such thing as bad press. Like, anytime you're getting your game out there, you know, it's going to make money. And if you have to stir up controversy to do that, it's going to make money. My issue is this. I think – I truly think we've gotten to gaming – and this is my humble opinion, it's artwork now. It truly is Mm -hmm. its own art form because as much as I hate to say it, you can't take a game. You can and make a good movie, but it's very rare. But even, let's say, the best video game movie you can think of still doesn't hold a candle to the experience of sitting there with the controller in your hand and playing through and interacting and living the experience of a video game. That's why... You know, I've been playing games since I was a little kid, and now I'm an adult, and I still play games. Hell, I've got a whole podcast about games. Um, And it's because of our love for it. So when it comes to these controversies, my thing is, is it a part of the story that is necessary, or is it just a cheap gimmick to maybe help sales and get some controversy going and get you some press? Does that make any sense? Yes. It does. So, so like, if you put, like, the No Russia level, that made sense. It moved the story along. I get it. That, for me, is okay. But if you're just doing crazy shit for the sake of crazy shit, that's not really, to me, making the game any better. You just want the controversy so you'll be on the news and maybe make some more game sales. And, and sometimes you try to create that controversy to be a memorable moment. Uh, uh, like, yeah, like a uh, iconic level, like they, the yeah. title says, and I think it's really there's ways to make a iconic level that's going to be memorable, even if the game is is not memorable. Sometimes there are stuff in games that will always stand out that you can revisit because this developer took a risk on bringing their artistic vision to right. the masses. Um, right. And regardless of media, because this is the thing that some people don't realize is that m- some media f- f- folks, some adults are not 
they don't play games. So they don't understand a lot of the context that is being provided throughout the game. It, if the host was able, before he did his little segment on Fox News about the modern warfare, if he would have played the game fully before actually making his piece, he probably would have had a he probably would have had a better understanding, but then he wouldn't be able to produce his piece because that little certain section um plays more for what the game is and if you're trying to get a story out trying to some for some people get people on your side to agree with you, you gotta get certain context out there that that a lot of people won't understand like part of the context is out there but you don't got you don't actually get the full story you know right you you won't see something like the pulse shooting in a video game you, yeah you won't see um the one guy who was shooting people at um at the at those country fans and singers and stuff like who killed those people like you won't see that in yeah. everything in games you won't even see what they did with the uh, with the two I think the two Jewish shootings and bombings and stuff that just happened right. in the past month you won't see those in games because those have more of a serious context not saying that the no Russian airport level doesn't have a serious context but. You know, when you're dealing with somebody's uh, lifestyle and their uh, religious belief, putting that into video game form is going to be hard to do because people have now seen it and how effective and hurtful it is. So you just can't gamify that and bring that as entertainment. You want to actually have a respectable level and not saying they didn't have a respectable level and and the no Russian thing. But it was something that was never done in the video game. Now that it's done in the video game, it's hard to recreate something like that. You can always make it a movie form because you want to build suspense or you want to bring tension and be part of the plot and stuff. You could, you're able to do that. Um, right. But you just can't gamify serious acts like that that's happening. Now, yeah. if you look at Mafia 3, um, where there's a level that you get to kill the KKK and stuff like that. Um, people. Celebrate. I love that level. That was my <laughs> favorite level of the whole damn game. Some people celebrate that because of what the clan stood for. Definitely in during that time. Um, yeah. If you even look at uh, Wolfenstein, um, that controversy, uh, and more with Wolfenstein too, that people, because there was a rise in neo-Nazism and things like that, um, people were, some people were making a big deal out of it and thought it was unfair that they were being painted as that. And it's just like, for us who know about Wolfenstein in this history, it's just like, you have no right to say anything about this because all of this has been doing has been going on since the nineties when the first Wolfenstein came out on PC. So why yeah. are you like literally late to the party? But because <laughs> what's happening in our culture and stuff, you want to speak out about the game. And you know, props to Bethesda who stood their ground. I'm just like, we don't care what y'all say. I'm like, this is something that is disgusting in our culture, and yeah. we're going to gamify it. Because this is what the history of this franchise has been. And we're not going to change anything for it. 
Well, and I think you made up a good point, and I'm, I'm going to kind of bring up another one. Uh, use Eric Bischoff again because I've been listening to his podcast yeah. a lot of 83 weeks. He's got a catchphrase, and it's, it's um, context is king. And I believe in it because you have to have the context of everything when you talk about it. Yes. Because, I mean, it, well, we, we'll use the Bible as an example. I could take a verse out of the Bible and justify damn near anything I wanted to do. But if you read it in the context, it's not going to justify what I want to do. Yes. So, and it's just like anything else. You know, if you take it out of context, you can probably make whatever point you're trying to make, which a lot of these news media outlets are, because we have become on this 24 hour news cycle that we've got to have something going on all the time. They've got to, you know, they've got to spill, uh, fill airspace because, you know, they've got ads they've got to sell. I get it. But if you don't have the whole story, you're not getting all the context. And, mm-hmm. I, and I agree with you 110% that, that that's the most important thing, having all the contents about what your context about what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of just amazing to see how games have evolved how level design and stuff and the themes that people want to get you know get about like if people had a fear about you know robots taking over our jobs and you know our society and stuff well play um play uh what's the one from final dreams uh the one from David Cage that came out on PlayStation 4. Oh, oh uh, the Detroit? Detroit uh, Become Human. Like, yeah, yeah. Play that and get the story that they wanted to tell with that yeah. game. And I'm like, I think I think what people fear is that um, they're they going to have to say they're going to make this outrageous claim. They're, they're going to take over our stuff. I was just, and I feel like when you play Detroit Become Human, um, the game uses your morals and yeah. what you what you stand for. Um, you could just make choices and not give a care all to it. But if you really put forward the morals that you stand for, and it leads and it leads to this result, then you could be like, I did make a moral choice of doing this, and I did make a moral choice of doing that. Sometimes they contradict it, but I'm like. If this, if if my morals is being used for this gameplay and it's going to bring some kind of representation, I think I'm going to get more enjoyment out of this uh, because I actually participated without knowing that I actually participated. You know, right. using my morals and stuff. No, and I feel you, and I, and I get that. I, I haven't played the game personally, but I mean. You know, you look at a Red Dead Redemption, I think Fallout even has kind of a system mm-hmm. like that where depending on the choices you make is kind of the alignment you have. Almost like D&D, we'll use that as an example. Yes. You know, you've got a character alignment, so whatever choices you make, it's going to kind of, it's going to reflect how the game's going to play out. Yes. So, um, we're going to get into the last part uh, about this, and I kind of want to ask you, Deuce, um, like I, like I call you, like I said, <laughs> you're the Call of Duty expert. Um, kind of want to see from your from your viewpoint, could Activision and all the developers who are working on the Call of Duty series, could they bring more controversy, or is it time for them to actually write a story that 
it's gonna be cinematic and bunkers and stuff, but can they write something very serious? Um that the controversy would be that they they didn't use no gimmicks or they didn't use nothing outrageous to actually tell a fulfilling story. Cause I think like, cause and before you go, um yeah. anyone who who wants the idea of what I'm talking about, uh I always bring up Titanfall two story. It has some bunker stuff, but I think the relationship between your character and your Titan really makes sense in use of the level design and the story that they portray in that game. Um and it feels serious. Sometimes it's a little bit jokey, but I'm just like this really is this just matches. It really makes a well made story. So, um. yeah. To 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 answer your question as best as possible, could they make another game with a lot of controversy? Yes. Um, I, I'm really interested to see. Well, two things: this new modern warfare, because you know we're talking about modern warfare, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of controversy going on right now with you know the war on terror and things we're doing and things people agree with, things they don't agree with. There could be some controversy there. Also, next year, it's going to be uh, Call of Duty Black Ops again, but it's going to be in the Cold War. Um, There were a lot of decisions made during the Cold War that people may agree with or not agree with. I am of the humble opinion, though. I don't think they will, and the reason being is Call of Duty pretty much is the highest-selling game every year. It's like Call of Duty Madden and you probably know better than I do. And then maybe some outlier like a Red Dead Redemption or something big. But as it comes to yearly releases, Call of Duty is like one of the top sales every Mm -hmm. year. Yes, Because we even talk about it on our show and and we call them this jokingly. We call them the Dude Bras. (laughs) The Dude Bras. And uh, the Dude Bras are going to get Madden and they're going to get the Call of Duty bra. And because that's like what they get every year. And I've got friends who don't fall into that particular category, but like they get Madden every year. They get Call of Duty every year. I wouldn't, I mean, they are gamers per se, but I wouldn't call them a gamer like me and you. Like me and you, we, we, we like Baskin Robbins because they got 31 flavors and we want to try all the flavors. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But they just want to stick with like the vanilla and the chocolate. Like they're like, we're good with these two. We don't care about all this other stuff. And, and and that's okay too, because there's a part of your demographic that's that's just what they're gonna do. And that's cool. So because of that, I would think, and especially Activision being such a big company, that they're at this point, I think they'd be like, nah, let's stay away from controversy. Let's you know, let's have a good game. Most people are playing it for the multiplayer anyway. There's no need for all that. And, and most of the controversy now that comes from games or Acti- even Activision is just information that comes out. You know, if you look at the Call of, like Call of Duty Black Ops 4, you know, the controversy was with the season pass. You look at mm-hmm. Battlefield 5, um, the controversy was having a woman player and a woman character in that game and stuff and people not knowing their history and just acting yeah. out and stuff and like you said the the dude bra country uh uh not country uh the dude boy bra i think more of like uh, the frat country. boy when i think of the dude bra like the frat boy bra let's take it to the frat house and let's 
let's get a bunch of natty light and let's play Call of Duty Madden, brah. Like, yeah. you know, and then we'll play some beer pong afterwards, brah. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what I have in my head for that particular demographic. But, like, I agree. Like, there's so many people that they're selling it to now. And there's been other controversies. I think they're going to stay away from it. The controversy with Battlefield 1 was just the game was horrible. It didn't have anything to do with it. You played it with a woman. It just the game was a hunk of garbage. Oh, Battlefield 5? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it just is what it is. But I, you're right. It seems like if there's any kind of controversy now, it mostly stems from something like a season pass or having to pay extra money or something along those lines, if that makes sense. And, and like, the, the latest controversy, uh, and, you know, we're going to get our plugs in close to show, you know, with Borderlands 3 being on Epic, <laughs> for uh six months and metro exodus being on epic for a year um which i didn't know if you uh seen the story um you know people were mad and everything about uh epic getting it but metro metro uh, metro exodus didn't sell well at all I think now you're gonna have to explain this to me. What do you mean by Epic getting it? They're like online PC gaming site. Yeah, so um, Metro Ex- Exodus is not on Steam. They okay. they can't play it on Steam until next year, uh, next okay. February. Um, okay. Epic got Epic got when the game came out. Epic got the exclusive that it could only be sold on their platform, the Epic okay. Store for PC for one okay. whole year. So, um, what's happened? What's been happening is that Steam users have been getting uh, shafted because the, when games come out for PC, uh, Epic sometimes would probably try to do their best to snatch that release um, okay. for it. So there's been some there's been some games that because of it coming out on PC, um, they're not coming on the Steam until 2020. Everybody who wants to get that new release on PC has to only play it on the Epic Game Store. So, well, can't they, they still go to like GameStop and buy a physical copy no, of it? Nope. No. No. Okay. If you okay. if you want the physical copy, you got to get it for console. PC players okay. can't play it. You can PC players cannot play that game uh, with a disc. You have yeah. to buy it literally digitally on Epic Game Store. And that's well, it. that kind of sucks. If yeah. that's not the, I mean, like if you're a Steam person and you only want to play it on Steam, like I get it, and I'm sure that Epic had to pay a bunch of money for that to be the case. But and I then, can see that being like I, that would piss me off. Like if I was a PC gamer, because if I get just walk into GameStop and buy the damn thing, or mm. Best Buy or Target or wherever, I don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, yes. I can see that being problematic. So it didn't. I think it didn't sell well across the board on consoles or on PC. Um, I can't say the the latest controversy with the Epic thing was the Outer Wilds that just came out. Um, people don't know that uh, this game um, it had a Kickstarter and it was supposed to come on Steam if it met its Kickstarter, and it right. ended up doing it. What the thing about it is. Somehow the developers, without telling the people, without telling uh, the Kickstarter backers, yeah, that okay. the game was going to be exclusive on Epic Game Store, they literally switched their whole business plan and said that it would come on on Steam on a to be determined date. So it, so they screwed up all the players who wanted to play the game on yeah. Steam. If you want to play it, you have to. 
go play it at all Epic Game Store. So that kind of controversy and stuff is happening. So uh, that that idea of controversy is you know is what we're looking at in games and stuff. Um, but you know, shout out to Infinity War. This was Jason West, I believe. This was his last game before he left Infinity War. They, he might have stayed for uh, Modern Warfare Three before he left and made Respawn. Um, right. Um, but you know, the Norwegian level is, I, I believe, is a iconic level in video game history. If you guys have Modern Warfare Two, um, I I do recommend you know revisiting that game, playing it. Because uh, uh, I think you could just go to that chapter after you beat the game. I think you could do like a level select and just yeah. play it and see what the game offered. Um, if or not, you can even go to YouTube and watch yeah. the video. That's what I did, and like that'll give you enough of the experience and like tell you enough to where, like, you get almost enough context within just watching the video that you can kind of figure out what's going on and kind of like make your own opinion, your own judgment. Yes. So. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Deuce. Deuce, go ahead and plug anything. Yeah, man. You want to check us out at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show, soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast for all of our uh, episodes. Also, you can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com with your emails and hhpodcastshow on Twitter. Uh, we're real easy to find. We talk about video games. We talk about wrestling. We talk about, I mean, it's all over the place. We literally did an episode that was about Johnny's vasectomy, and we talked about his balls for an hour. So, I mean, <laughs> th- there, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff you can listen to. I highly recommend if you haven't listened to the show, just go find an episode that you like. We do a lot of celebrity interviews, uh, especially like wrestlers and stuff. We had uh, John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem on, which is a killer episode. I yes. highly recommend it. Um, you know, a lot of fun. We have a good time over there. We try to not make it. This episode was actually a little serious. That's why I apologize to your fans. I tried to sprinkle some comedy in there because I was like, we got to lighten this up, man. This is getting too serious for me. <laughs> uh, go check it out. We got some big episodes coming up in the near future. So go check it out. Yes. And you guys could check out Optional Opinion, like I said, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and other podcast apps. You guys can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at thatvertical. I really want to hear what you guys thought of the No Russian level and what you think about the controversy, your reflections about it. If you don't know what we're talking about but enjoyed the episode still, uh, go check out Modern Warfare 2, uh, Call of Duty, um, and experience it for yourself. Uh, once again, thank you, Deuce, for coming on the show. For sure, sure, with sure. And I wanted to add one more thing yes. real quick because you did a way better job than I did. Uh, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, Radio App, like pretty much all the big players in the podcast world yes. we're at, not just SoundCloud. Uh, we're Google Play Store, Apple Store, you know, all that stuff. So just go look for Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and you can find us because, yeah, uh, you did Johnny's job, and he usually does a better job than I do. So I want to make sure and hit that real quick, because uh, yeah, you, we just got iHeartRadio and just got Spotify. So there's lots of ways you can listen to us. Actually, I just got Spotify a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. I haven't did iHeart, so I have to see yeah. if that's easier to do. Because I really want to. Uh, everybody, 
before we uh before we end it, uh, I'm getting ready for my backlog bash blowout. Uh last year I didn't succeed <laughs> like I should have. Uh but I hopefully this time I am. Um I do have my games planned out. Um I starting June first to August thirty first, so I'm actually gonna go longer and then I will be uh be talking about the games that I play and experience um about it. So uh, I'll be doing that. Um, I will be getting ready for the video video games volume five. Um, be doing the, working the blog stuff out in the, during the summer and then getting some of the podcast. This one is going to be a new and fun one. And I'll tell you all about the dudes. I can't say anything after the show. I mean, I mean, yeah. during the show, but yeah. I'm going to review. Uh, I'm going to tell you what it is. And I think you're going to definitely enjoy it. But everybody- All right, man. Well, I look forward to it. I always, I always love talking to you, brother. Uh, like I said, whenever I come to Chicago, I got to come up and see you, my man. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I love being on the show. It's been way too damn long. And we got to do this again soon and maybe even get Johnny up in here. Oh, of course. Yes. So everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Go check out part one of um the iconic level the no russian level in uh call of duty war modern warfare 2 and with that everybody we will see you next time on optional opinion bye bye